Hi everyone, welcome back to Vox Tablet. We are the weekly podcast of Tablet Magazine. I'm your host, Sarah Ivory. Today, we're letting a sweet tooth loose in a candy store. Passover, which begins at sundown this Friday, pretty much knocks it out of the park when it comes to good holiday food. That is, unless you're talking about the after-dinner course. I mean, who wants to eat a fruit slice or a jelly ring when you see your neighbor across the street chomping on a chocolate bunny? Well, today we're visiting a candy store that carries all of those things and also much more, including the best the Jews have to offer when it comes to Passover-related candy. Our guide is Blake Eskin, my former colleague and an unabashed fan of confections, whatever their denomination. I'm standing here in Economy Candy. It's a candy store on the Lower East Side. We've got one wall that's full of jars. Jars of bazooka gum, atomic fireballs, peanut crunch, yogurt dip raisins. And um, I'm standing here with Jerry Cohen. Jerry's the son of the guy who founded Economy Candy. It was founded in 1937. And I'm here to talk with Jerry about Passover candy. Why don't you just sort of describe it for us? All right. Well, we have the whole line of Bartons, butter crunch, mini matzas, lolly cones, almond kisses, which is been handed down from generation to generation that the can is always the same they don't change that can chocolate covered matzah from Barton's Seda mints, uh, of course then you have Joyba products, the jelly rings, the vanilla twist, the cherry twist, raspberry gels. So I mean how um, I mean how much Passover candy are you moving through here every season? Barton's we you know we go through uh, about 500 cases we sell a ton of macaroons do you um, sell a lot of different kinds of macaroons, or just what well, flavors do you carry? basically now we're down to two, the chocolate-covered macaroons and the plain coconut macaroons. At one point in time, when Paso was huge, we'd have pina colada, all different flavors. But pina colada? Pina colada macaroons. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I read somewhere that actually it was a Jewish person who invented peeps, marshmallow peeps. I'm sure. And so and you've got the peeps right next to the ring we, gels. We have the peeps, yes, hand uh-huh. in hand. And so if everybody, you know, for... Uh, I guess there's something for everybody. It makes a good treat, you know, to put on your Seda plate, the marshmallow pea. (laughs) (laughs) And and how does Easter compare to Passover in terms of... I love selling the chocolate bunnies, (laughs) especially when they're broken because I get to eat the ears, the chocolate ears. (laughs) Uh Do you eat a lot of candy? I don't stop eating candy. I go around in the morning, taste everything, and make sure it's good for public consumption. And when it comes to Passover candy, what do you like? Nothing. Really? <laughs> I don't like any Passover candy. Why not? <laughs> oh, it has a different taste. And, you know, it just is, um, I, I like my basics, my almond bark, my butter crunch, my chunky bars. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so the Passover candy, just because what's missing from it? Um, actually, exact? these days, nothing is missing from it. it. It's all made just under strict supervision by the mm-hmm. rabbis. Sure. But you could buy anything you want today for Passover. Do you have any kosher for Passover Easter bunnies? No, but we do have kosher bunnies. <laughs> uh-huh. Not for Passover, though. Uh-huh. How about you have kosher chocolate bunnies? Kosher, oh, we have chocolate oh, yeah. bunnies. Mm-hmm. Even wow. candy canes are kosher these right. days, too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow, I didn't realize that. That's great. And if you were to do kosher for Passover, you'd have to do some things around here, too, right? If t- We'd have to, uh, yes, get my feather, get my candle, get my little duster, and, you know, look for all the hummets. Why do people eat fruit slices? Oh, they're delicious. Really? Especially when they're fresh, like uh-huh. we have them. They are sweet. They are good. Well, can I the taste day. one of those? If or? you'd like to. Yeah, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
have a fruit slice. And so I see you have not just the packaged ones, but you have like a big bin of them. And so we sell tons of fruit and slices. And do you make them, or where are you no, getting these no, from? No, no, no. This is a private. Well, we have made for us, and we can't make everything these days anymore. You know, it's very expensive to have property in, in Manhattan. You can't have machinery here, so everything's made for us elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And so, because I've only had the packaged ones, and when I get the packaged fruit slices, they're... Well, the packaged ones are made six months right. behind. These are made weekly. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite flavor? The red. The red, okay. The, 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 yeah, and I'm going to, if you don't mind, right I'm going to taste one. Well, that's and a so, watermelon, though. Oh, this is watermelon. Oh, so I, it's red I, with I, a green rind. Well, we have red with the well, I've, I've cherry touched and raspberry. Why don't you have one of these? But I'm going to try one of the red. There you go. Okay. And you can even bite into it, right? You're right. It's much fresher. Much better. It's softer it and the, the, the mm -hmm. good consistency. Mm -hmm. Another very famous thing is toasted coconut marshmallows. Toasted coconut marshmallows. A white marshmallow with toasted coconut uh, flakes on top, which is also a traditional favorite. Now, this kind of thing, the toasted marshmallows, doesn't move the rest of the year, or you don't have carry these the rest um, of the year? No, the rest of the year it doesn't move. And fruit slice is true? Fruit true. slice all year long. All year long? All year okay. long. You saw the picture over there in the corner? No, show us the picture. My dad and I, when I was a young boy, I think I was about nine years old in this picture here, of the store, where it used to be. And how old were you when you started working in the store? At birth. <laughs> you know, the next day, there I was in my carriage in the back end of the store, and uh, my sisters also, the same way, you know, we all were in, it's a family business. My mother, my father, and my two sisters. Even our kids were brought into the business to work. Uh -huh. And so are there any of them here now? Or? No, my son now is in uh, University of Pennsylvania, Wharton School, but he started out on a milk box, working the register, giving change, uh -huh. and things like that. So part of, is, is your son gone off to Wharton to figure out how to take over the world with candy? Or? He's gonna, yes, he's going to be another Donald Trump there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful business. You work hard, you make a lot of money, and you meet a lot of people. I mean, he could take it and open up a chain of stores if he wants, or just keep one store and be very happy with it. All right, well, thanks so much. You're very welcome. It's great, and we're, we're going to pick up some, uh, some candy for the office, too, All before right. we go. So we're, Sounds good to me. Thank you so much. You're very it's welcome. Pleasure. So I want to get a pound of fruit slices and a pound of the chocolate-covered macaroons. Blake Eskin is the founding editor of this operation back when it was nextbook.org. Our podcast today first ran a few years ago. So we called Jerry Cohen this week for an update on his son. His son, in fact, graduated Wharton and is now working at Morgan Stanley. But Jerry tells us he's going to drop that gig in a few years and take over the family business. 1497. Vox Tablet is produced by Julie Subrin. I'm Sarah Avery, your host. We wish you a very happy Passover, Chag Sameach. We hope you'll tune in next week. We have a conversation about a genetic journey from ancient Babylonia to contemporary Colorado. Don't miss it.